Hey everyone, welcome to our new podcast called Stop Scrolling. Um, I'm Brian. And I'm John. Uh, Our goal with this podcast is to explore the impact of technology on humans and culture and to really get people thinking. Um, We're going to try to achieve this through uh, conversation between us two uh, and maybe, hopefully, uh, interviews with experts. Right. All right. I'm actually pretty intrigued about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, today is most, mostly just an introductory episode uh, about some topics we want to dive deeper on later in our show, uh, further episodes. But uh, let's get started today. Yeah. So we're, we're going to touch upon a lot of uh, different topics here. Uh, they're all kind of the intro, like scratching the surface, basically. Um, and in the later episodes, uh, we will def- definitely go into depth in each of the things. So today we're going to talk about the internet, uh, computers and smartphones, social media, artificial intelligence, and how tech technology overall is changing the way we think and we act. John, let's, let's kick it off. All right. So... We're going to start off with internet today, and we chose this as a topic to research and focus on because this is sort of, why did my Siri just go off? Yo, what the? Oh, <laughs> All right. That's weird. Uh, Siri's, I guess, heard me talk about internet. Uh, so internet was actually introduced to the public in 1994, so just before we were born, and it opened the door to instantaneous transmission of data documents and pictures and other things um so brian like what do you think what what do you think life is like without internet well i think it'd be terrible like i i don't know i grew up well we both grew up with the internet right um and i guess our parents might have a better perspective of what it's like without the internet Mm uh but it's really useful uh, and you can kind of one thing that i noticed Um, in the trends this is kind of weird is that university grades so um, we're we're both interested in healthcare right Um, university grades the averages for um, like getting into med school were a lot lower back in the years uh, like maybe 10 years ago and uh, I don't know if this is because of the internet but um, like in my my perspective, it could be affected by the internet. So um, students have better resources, uh, greater access to information because the internet kind of connects us all, connects information to people. And maybe the internet allowed students to study better, to learn better, and thus the, and like have better resources to uh, really apply their knowledge um and maybe that's why the averages are getting higher and higher i don't think people would get smarter and smarter that quick and the programs and questions wouldn't change that um fast right um in great inflation and stuff so in my opinion it could be the internet uh, connecting people to resources and information and thus like making it more competitive and making people's grades higher Right, but would you, wouldn't you say that uh, being able to use those resources and tap into them, wouldn't you say that's kind of being smarter? Yeah, yeah. Because that's a skill to have too, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, but 
the internet itself like it's it's really changed the way we think mm-hmm. um we the the first thing that we think of doing uh when we see something new is to google it google man it's a religion <laughs> yeah honestly though i feel like with um the internet age uh there's no question that can't not be answered at least if it's a factual answer we could just search it up um but does that change how deeply we think about issues or do you think now that everyone has resources uh to get answers um do you think there's more debate about certain issues yeah i i think it does change the way that we process information um definitely like there's so much information everyone everyone knows everything everyone's basically an expert nowadays uh but i feel like everyone just knows the surface of things so um everyone just kind of reads the summary gets like the main points and they think they know everything about it mm-hmm. so uh, yeah i think people are thinking less deeply about things as well um it's really hard to filter out like the like information that's useless to you um and like the true um information like the the like truthful information because it's easy to lie and uh like just make things up yeah and uh just to kind of spur the topic ahead a little bit how do you think social media has a role in this or social media or just media in general how do you think they influence people well hmm you 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 answer that i i think you're <laughs> you're the one the expert on this or all right uh, i think with with social media it's interesting because um there's so many issues now in the world uh recently uh there's some protests in hong kong as well as the uh, amazon rainforest burning down uh those are two things that's happening right now uh and there's you know voices on both sides uh and people are saying different things and if you're not aware of these issues uh people c- could see you as like oh you're not keeping up or you're not you know uh invested in global politics or issues um so i don't know maybe maybe it's more tiring to live in an age where everything is connected and we always have to know everything yeah i i agree um definitely everyone's really connected to social media it's a good or and bad thing i believe um to me i i have this perspective where technology is a tool mm-hmm. right so social media is also a tool you can use it for good things and you can use it for bad things and there's like a it's it's not a fine line it's it's really a blurry gray area yeah um so for example um social media used for good can be used for uh spreading good information uh making people more educated can be used to motivate people for example fitness um can be good but then there's also bad social media so fitness as well you can make people have really bad like self images or um like perspective of like what uh, a fit healthy person should look like um and social media can be bad in that it's distracting you there's so much information there's is distracting you from what you truly care about mm-hmm. yeah i think what's crazy about social media just taking a step back for a moment is that it only started about 12 years ago the whole movement uh before that actually people did share their information online or you know with f- 
friends, but it was never widespread to a whole global scale. Everything's connected now. Everyone can see who you are, your profile, even if you're uh, a private profile on, let's say, Facebook, Instagram. There's bound to be some way to find you online. Right. It's it's pretty crazy. Like this started what like 1994 or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's really changed the way we interact with others. Yeah. All right, Brian. Now, sort of a personal question, but what type of phone do you use? I have an iPhone, not sponsored. <laughs> Why? Well, okay, I have an iPhone too, and I think a lot of us nowadays we carry on an iPhone, and it's it's not just a symbol of like status. Well, some people argue that it's a status symbol for iPhones, uh, but also a way. That you're cert- you're in a certain club, right? Like when you send messages to other people, it's always blue, right? When when you mm-hmm. see green, you kind of feel like, man, this guy's not in the club, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't want to don't want to talk to them. <laughs> but interestingly, iPhones were actually first designed to just be a better iPod. Now think about that for a second, right? When Steve Jobs released the first iPhone. People were like, "Oh man, this is a legendary new invention." But what he has, what he had in mind, was this is the best iPod we've ever made. And now look what it's turned into. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think about it? Like, why? Why do you think it's changed purposes? Or I think with the technological revolution, now that we're talking about it. The infrastructure has to keep up with what people want over time, right? If people want to spend more time on their cell phone and do more things,、uh, have more autonomy, let's say, over what they want to do,、um, in terms of what they want to control, let's say, like see the weather,、uh, text their friends, message message people, watch videos, then the infrastructure has to keep up. That's why there's so many new phone companies on the rise, and you know, developing new. Newer and better technology, better phones each and every year. Right. I think this kind of segues into one of our next topics. So, what what is the purpose of these technologies? Is are we dictating the purpose of the technology, or are like is the technology dictating society?、Um, what What do you think? Like, what what is the purpose of technology or social media to you, John? Uh, I'm actually pretty conflicted about this, so <clears throat> I, I, I'm pretty interested to hear your thought about this because if we think about social media, obviously it helps us connect with friends, families, and it gets us、uh, access to information that we might want to see. But at the same time,、um, social media is almost just like gambling because when you post something.、Uh, You're looking for, you know, likes, comments, and every time you get that notification, or someone liked your photo, someone liked your post, it's a surge or it's a release of dopamine.、Um, that's equivalent, or research shows that's really similar to what gambling does to your brain, and that's why you can't really stay off of social media, or it's hard to have that self-control to say, okay, I'm gonna take a step back. Yeah, there's. There's a lot of power in the hands of the people who make the technologies, like、uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter.、Um, if 
if they really wanted to, um, and if it was unregulated, then they they could really like have a, a big effect on people and society. Mm-hmm. Right. Think about it too. Like they employ almost you know the smartest graduates out of U.S. and Canadian universities, um, and they put these people on a campus in <laughs> Silicon Valley, right? And they try to develop the best. Uh, the best infrastructure, the best uh, smartphones, the best apps, and what they want essentially is your attention. Yeah, that's a lot of companies. I was actually speaking to um, uh, like someone in marketing school, and she she said how all the companies they they have the technology to really see where your attention is mm-hmm. on a web page, even so, they they check where your mouse is. Um, how far down a page you've scrolled and they know what what you're like where your attention is going towards so like it, it basically like they're tracking where your eyes go b- with the with the mouse and like where how far you are on the page and they can use that um, to target the advertisements so that's why you see like advertisements for things that you you thought you didn't even like say out loud or you didn't type about yeah but it's in your line of sight so then they're like oh this person's interested let's advertise for that so Mm. that's that's pretty interesting yeah that's super cool and i i want to just talk about a little bit about advertisements because what what do you what do you think about this like a lot of people uh argue that oh these people are monetizing our attention selling uh you know our I don't know, social media space to these companies and have their ads appear. So are you, you know, concerned about this or does it affect you that there's some advertisements? I think it's concerning on like a societal level. Personally, it's like, I don't really care. (laughs) But society wise, like, I think there's a problem nowadays or just might be in general. Some people or a lot of people kind of don't think a lot. They don't think deeply about things. So they they kind of take everything, like your word for everything. I, this is kind of changing with internet as well. But like in the past, for example, if your doctor said something like, oh, this medication's good for you, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. It's good for me, the doctor said. Um, and that that's that's kind of dangerous right so if you have um like things presented to you um for example the advertisements that like kind of pop up all the time it can really shape the way you see things because people are really easily influenced and really easily like um like their thoughts are really easily changed i guess Mm um and to have the power to advertise certain things um to really get your message out there um you can really change the way people think um could be good could be bad like i said like there's no like it's really hard to discern if things are good or bad uh but it it really affects like if you advertise something you can really change the minds of a lot of people brainwash people maybe. right 
yeah, brainwashing is the key word too. I think with advertisement, I think sometimes it could be helpful to me. Like I want a pair of shoes and they advertise it. I'm like, okay, great. I mean, buy it. <laughs> like I don't, I don't have to feel guilty because I'm like, okay, look, even they know I want it. So I actually really need it then. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in all seriousness, I think these things that Brian just mentioned that uh, target you with the ads, they're essentially what we call artificial intelligence. So, Brian, why don't you talk a little bit about AI? That's a great segue. Um, so artificial intelligence, that's something that I'm, I'm super interested in um, because looking in the next five, ten years, I mean, it's already happening. It's already in our everyday lives. But I think uh, in the next decade or so, it's going to really be important um, to a lot of industries in the world. So kind of began, I think, artificial intelligence term or the technology kind of began a long time ago um, with like the Enigma uh, kind of like algorithms or machines or people trying to solve math problems um, and AI is really like math and statistics heavy um, and like kind of developing into what we see nowadays with like uh, like for example Google's deep mind machine uh, being that top go chess player mm-hmm. a while ago mm-hmm. so that's super interesting so it really is like a lot of computer data math combination of that all of that but we're not gonna go into detail on like the technical things right that's not the purpose of our podcast we really want to the questions that we want to ask is like what what is the purpose of artificial intelligence and um do you think ai is misunderstood because a lot of people are like oh uh ai it's it's scary it's bad for us Mm -hmm. but then there's also that group of people are like, uh, yeah, I, I'm, so, I'm so excited for AI. It's, it's going to change the world. It's the future. Right. So let's just do a quick uh, you know, thought experiment here. All right. So Brian's walking down the street and he's crossing the street, right? But he's running late and he just doesn't want to wait for the light. Uh, he crosses the street. He jaywalks, essentially. And there is a camera right on the corner of that block catches Brian's face and you know right away it knows Brian you know it's it's not like uh he's hiding his face from the camera or what what anything but uh, the AI uh detects his face and then it sends Brian an email saying you have been fined for jaywalking so Brian in this case what do you think do you hate this AI or are you like oh good you know it I I it's my bad I gotta take it I gotta take the hit but um, take the hit. <laughs> well, what do you think? Like, what do you think in, in that case? How does AI play a role, and are you for it or against it in this case? Well, I think that's that's really interesting. Um, yeah, I, this that's a good question. I think our podcast, like, kind of, um, well, one of my goals with this is to like address those issues, like those ethical issues, or uh, policy issues so should AI be used that way would it be efficient for AI to be used that way would it benefit society mm-hmm. for AI to be used that way in my opinion no I mean jaywalking is like a like a petty offense I, I don't think it should man. be a thing it's dangerous dude especially <laughs> it, if it's a busy sidewalk you know <laughs> yeah but I, I think 
our technologies could be used in more useful ways. Mm. So, like I said before, the way I see things is that, like AI is a tool, right? Um, it can be used for good things and bad things. I think this one's like in the gray area, like it's good or bad. As a citizen, I wouldn't want that technology. Uh, I wouldn't want the government to like have that technology. But just yeah. like one thing, it's it's kind of useless. Like f- who cares about like <laughs> me jaywalking, mm-hmm. uh, like finding me? Like I would hate going outside <laughs> if that happened. Right. Uh, it's scary because like governments do have that technology, like the facial recognition technologies. That's a new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely like if you go down the street like all the time and there's cameras everywhere and there's artificial intelligence like kind of analyzing everything you do um it the the person who kind of oversees the surveillance cameras or cameras um does have a lot of power they they know so much about you and they just like the algorithm runs and they know more and more about your patterns so i don't believe that would be the most efficient use of artificial intelligence. Um, what do you think? I think, you know, each person has their own point of view. So at this point, I got to respect your decision, uh, you know, to, to say that. <clears throat> well, what did you say? Like, you, you basically said that this technology shouldn't be used in this instance, in these type of instances, right? Well, I think it's just like a, a poor use of resources okay. and kind of like takes away the freedom of the individual true true um i'm pretty neutral on this actually right now because they've actually tried this in shenzhen and people have been fine straight uh they they have been fine but it's not even a choice of being fined or not they got money deducted from their wechat wallet after they jaywalk like 20 seconds later <laughs> so they had to pay the fine it wasn't like oh i'm gonna dispute this fine whatever right <clears throat> but it's been shown that or at least I hope it's been shown. I haven't really looked into it, but I hope that when people know, oh, there's cameras watching, they're not going to jaywalk and there's going to be less traffic accidents. Um, but that that's what I assume is happening, right? So this may be something we should look into after this podcast. <laughs> uh, but I, I say neutral on this point because, hey, what if you cross the street 100 times and you get hit once? Uh, right? true. That one time is going to be you know, life-changing. But something similar, I guess, happened in Vancouver recently. Um, Not jaywalking, but speeding cameras. Mm -hmm. So they have cameras that uh, I'm not too sure exactly um, how it works, but uh, it, they're like speed cameras that monitor if you go past a certain speed, past a speed limit, they send you a ticket. So before, like traditionally, I guess in Canada, there needs to be like a cop or one of those like stoplight cameras that catches you uh, speeding. But now I guess like at certain areas in Vancouver, there's those cameras. And if you go a certain speed, then you get a ticket. What do you think about that? It's it's similar to this. Well, my philosophy with this is don't drive faster than the fastest car on the road. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> You'll both get fined. <laughs> yeah, in this case, I'll both get fined. But I guess if I get fined once, I'll realize damn, I shouldn't speed next time. But does it really change things? Like, if uh, you, you'll just speed in other areas where there aren't cameras. There aren't cameras, right? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, what, I, what I know in, in China is that no one speeds when there's a camera. 
at least they, they slow down in front of the camera, and right after they pass the camera, they speed up again. So um, you can say it's inefficient, but when you have, let's say you have enough resources, like you already covered all, all the places you could use a camera for, then I don't know, maybe, maybe this is something you look into spending your money because you have too much money to spend. But then imagine if the cameras were everywhere. Like your your car would have to go a certain speed throughout the whole city. Is it, it and or just have self driving cars? Yeah, boom. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that boom. was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's gonna happen in like five to ten years, yeah, right? Hopefully. I, I so, hope so yeah, Brian, what do you think is a good way to use AI? If you if you think traffic and this you know petty fines are kind of a waste of resources, what what is a good way of using AI? That's that's a good question. Uh, for myself, I, I'm interested in like AI and health technologies. So um, I've been reading a lot of like articles on this. Um, one thing it's it's interesting. Like s- people have really complex conditions sometimes. Uh, a lot of different diseases that they have uh, si- simultaneously. Is that a word? Yeah, simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it's and it's really hard for a uh, doctor, uh, pharmacist, nurse to really manage all those really well. Um, artificial intelligence, basically, my perspective of it is, it can take data, mm-hmm. and um, in its best form, I guess it can be a really good, um, like decision aid, right? It gathers all the data that um, that you would spend like hours gathering. Uh, and even it could gather even more data than that. For example, if you're wearing wearable uh, monitoring or sensor um, for your asthma, right? Something like that uh, checks your breathing patterns and uh, how di- how hard it is for you to breathe. Uh, it can take all that data and present it in a really like really useful way for clinicians to make useful decisions. Um, that's that's one. That's one way of like it's it's really broad, mm-hmm. um, but that's how I see one way AI can help uh, health. W- what do you think? What's what are your thoughts? I think that's the trend going forward. A lot of companies are investing big money in uh, wearable technology and health. Um, look at Apple with Apple Watch, right? The Series Four, I think it could do a lot more things: track your heartbeat, track your ECG. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but my question here is also. A lot of people ask this question, is my data safe when it's with AI, right? What if some hacker uses data to, uh, against me? Let's say, um, for example, thought experiment again. Uh, what's that, what's that CEO's name? Apple CEO Cook? Tim Cook. Tim Cook, right. Let's see, let's say he's wearing these, uh, newly, um, developed Apple watch that can track your blood sugar, right? And it detects that he has diabetes. What what does it do? Does it tell him, or does it tell the company that oh your CEO has diabetes? Does that change the future of Apple in any way? Because when Steve Jobs passed away, Apple stock plummeted. Right, investors lost their confidence because they don't know who's the next leader. So what what if these technology can sense a certain type of illness or disease, and it could disrupt an industry? Because Apple is a leader in. I would say technology and you know infrastructure in terms of 
cell phones and whatnot. Uh, so in this case, in this thought experiment, you would you would see a big shift in this industry. Right. Um, this is this is one of the topics that I'm interested in as well. Uh, so the policy and ethics behind uh, the new technologies that we have. Mm-hmm. So I I believe that artificial intelligence, like any thing, any industry, um, it can be used for good or bad, um, and it should be regulated. So it can easily be used as a tool for people um, to do bad things, like oh, I have data on this person's health, um, like. I can change one thing and I'll like, like ruin their life or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's really, we need that regulation there um, to make sure that the data, that the software for artificial intelligence isn't used for wrong things. Just like most industries, for, for example, like health, health industries, there are strict data um, or not data, but like uh, patient information, confidentiality mm-hmm. um, rules. Yeah. Right. Um, so for that case, like the software um, and the people who own the software that um, gathers like health information, they shouldn't have the power to or they shouldn't be able to um, like share that information. It should be all anonymous. Right. Yeah. Um, so the governments and policymakers need to make those rules to make sure that artificial intelligence and new technologies should be regulated so that the consumer, the society isn't harmed from these technologies that should be used to help us. So I think that's a, that's a good topic for us to think about um, and end off with. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think we touched on a lot of different areas that um, we will be talking more in depth in the future of this podcast. But let's just do a quick recap. So we started off with internet again. Um, and internet kind of just spurred the whole movement of different technology and different infrastructure being built. We talked about computers, not, not so much computers, but more smartphones and how uh, the trajectory has been. It's, it's been huge and you know the industry is super big now. Um, social media, of course, kind of stemmed from those uh, internet with combination with smartphones um, and then Brian talked a lot about AI so what do you want to end off with well just um, like what what's the goal of technology like or these new technologies let's use internet for an example mm-hmm. um, so what was the original goal of the internet and how has that changed and what should the new goal of the internet be what do you think, John? Wow, that's a load of question. Um, I, I can't go inside the mind of the person who developed the internet, but my guess is easier to transport information. Um, I know, like, let's say certain services like Dropbox, right? They started with a philosophy or idea of um, they don't want to carry on a USB. They just want to be able to go up on the internet, download their files, so they don't have to carry on a USB all day and be afraid that they're going to lose it, right? So internet may be a place to store information, a place to access information, a place to spread information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's mostly information-driven, right? But now it's changing our behavior. And that's where uh, 
people start to ask questions of, wait, these information, before they were just information ready for us to use. But now it's manipulating us and changing how we think and talk and behave every day. Yeah, so I, it is really like, it's a complex issue. Mm-hmm. Internet is, uh, has kind of changed along the way. Um, I believe the beginning is like, like you said, kind of like transporting information, holding information. But now it's also a tool for people to really like influence people. Yeah. Um, get get information out there, uh, maybe false information, maybe biased information. And it, it really, I, I believe people really need to think deeply about things now that the internet's here and there's so much information. You need to really think about what information do you really need, what information is important to you, and what, like, the validity of that information and uh, that's on the internet. Right. Um, and to end off, I know both of us, me and Brian, we both are strive to be lifelong learners. So um, let's, let's give Brian a chance to recommend a book for us this week. Oh man, I, for, our, I re- for our listeners and for me as well. <laughs> I, I'm trying to I'm trying to look for a book. I know you've been reading a lot more <laughs> than I have, so you should probably. It's it's your honor right here. For uh, technology, I'm I'm currently reading a book called Digital Minimalism, by Cal Newport. Um, and we we were just chatting earlier. I've been reading some of the stuff by Cal Newport. He's a computer science professor at um. Georgetown University and the way he thinks is very very structured like an engineer um, and I think it's really simple to read uh, his his work is really easy to read easy to follow and has a strong logic behind it so I encourage anyone interested in um, learning more more about technology and how technology influences us to read it um, I mean you don't have to adopt his philosophy but just to see a clear and uh well laid out explanation argument i think it really helps at least for um you know first step of understanding more about the technology around us yeah i think reading is a great way to broaden your perspectives on topics it's a great way to learn and uh discover yourself it's it's really a good thing to do just read 30 minutes every day and you'll you'll be as fast as a reader as john right here (laughs) All right, that's it for our first episode. As always, stop scrolling and get out there and make make uh, your dreams happen. <laughs>